Welcome to episode 92, eight away from the triple digits of water hockey, where we talk all things Texas hockey and the culture that surrounds it. As always, make sure to give a follow to all of our fantastic sponsors on social media, as well as follow us, Water Hockey, on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok to stay up to date with everything that we have going on. And we have got a lot going on. We have a shop now, which we'll get into in just a second. Uh, The Americans out of Allen rolled out the red carpet, no pun intended, because they say live in the red for us, Water Hockey uh, and Otter. Has a bobo, but the wedgie was firm thus far. As we are in the midst of a <laughs> four to one deficit to the deficit to the Rick bonus. I have COVID, so I can't come to Dallas and get booed out of the building. Jets. But before it's we get so into all of that, <laughs> yeah, God, Rick bonus. Before we get into all of that and more, we are running with a a bit of a skeleton crew. This week, as we catch up with Patty and myself. So, Patty, how are you, man? How is your week? How is your weekend? We haven't done a show in over a week, so I apologize to the French fries, but the Americans game kind of threw us off our game, and there's just been so much going on. But how have you been? Life happens, dude. Life happens. That's very true. I hope that our listeners and friends understand that. I think they do. I am doing well. Saturday was a lot of fun outside of OU losing, which I've kind of accepted. We're just not great, which is fine. It's okay. Um, Aggies Aggies are all in my family, so we're with you on that. Yeah, it makes Saturdays a lot more palatable, and I can just focus on... What is this? Sorry. Uh, Check an email. Um, OU sucks. It's fine. Stars looked great. And then, up, yep, up until tonight. Yeah, well, you can't win them all. We'll get That's into true. it. Yep. But we were at Henderson Tap House with some friends um, and decided to impromptu grab some stuff for like a miniature potluck over oh. at their house. So me and uh, my buddy Brett ran to Kroger, grabbed some steaks, um, and everybody that came brought a few things. So we had. Watch some baseball, watch some college football over at their house. They have a projector in their backyard that he sets up, which is oh, super cool. Oh, love that. Had a fire pit and some s'mores, and I was the grill master slash Traeger master, mm. which I I liked it, but it's very different from using a regular grill, which was an adjustment. Because yes. yeah. I, I, like, I like the fire going and for the fat to drip down into the fire and, you know, kick it up and you get that nice burn on yep. steaks. It turned out really good, but when the fat can really render better, I much prefer it. So might just have to tinker with it. I mean, we could turn this into a full-fledged cooking podcast <laughs> in a heartbeat. I am all about it. I love cooking for especially Thanks. cooking for other people. I yes. like when people are like, Oh, your food was great, that's one of the best feelings. Go into full on God mode. <laughs> just get out of my way and let me work. And you just hear, yes, chef. Yeah, and then, uh, so that was fun. Sunday, played golf out at Tangle Ridge out of Grand Prairie, which is a lot of fun. I had a first on Sunday. Uh-oh. Where, for the past, like, year, my driver has been atrocious to the point where there's been 
more often than not, I will put it up and just not use it at all. Yep. Been there. I think we talked about that. Definitely had the yips. My driver on Sunday and my putter were fantastic. I hit more fairways than I have in I don't know how long. The problem was everything else was complete shit. (laughs) Iron game just went just to caca. Dude, it took me six holes just to figure out how to get the ball in the air. I don't know what was happening. I went I I hit balls on the range before. Fine. They were had a nice draw to them. This is the day. I'm going to I'm going to I'm feeling I'm feeling crispy. Dude, what's the course record? and Where's the first hole? I was feeling good and it went down the drain. I still shot a 92 because I kind of figured it out. Yeah, but all indication at the beginning of the morning was that this is going to be a great round and it turned into kind of what I've been shooting overall. That's that's killer. I almost said hockey, but I meant the thing that I say on the course that sometimes keeps me sane, and I've probably said it on the podcast before, but golf giveth and golf taketh away if in I a heartbeat. Just, if I could just figure out how to put it all together all at once, I'd be golden. But it's, that, always, my, it's always something. And that, my friends, is why I <laughs> prefer to play scrambles, because if I'm suffering somewhere else, it usually means that somebody else is playing well in that oh, regard yeah. that day. So scrambles we, we are still preferred, preferred for me. Yeah, we still need to get like a water hockey. Fun. We need to get a water hockey scramble put together very soon. I know we we briefly talked about doing a possible water hockey like charity golf tournament. Uh, that is definitely not something that has lost uh, my mind or gone from my mind. That's something that I think we can probably do. I would say we could probably do it early next year, knowing that yep. Texas allows golf pretty much year round. You just gotta warm those hands up on the way to the next shot, but it's it's doable. Stay stay tuned for that. If anything, stay tuned for a water hockey golf tournament at some point in the next, I would say six to eight months to enough time to form a baby. Yep. And that, that baby like is the water. Yeah, the water hockey golf tournament. But yeah, overall, it was a great weekend, man. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. Nice. How well, was your weekend? It was good. It was good. I, I do want to say though, uh, without Jason here, uh, you guys are expecting the Conway and Banks ad. And uh, Patrick's going to be taking that over today. Uh, So, Patrick, without further ado, tell us a little bit about the absolute greatest bags in all of the hockey world. It's it's simple. It's Conway and Banks. If you're looking to replace your moldy old hockey bag with that broken zipper, probably smells really bad because it's been in locker rooms, then it's been in your trunk, and you might have left it in the truck bed and it got rained on. So it's ruined. We have a solution for you. Check out conwayandbanks.com. Not hockey Conway and Banks. Conwayandbanks.com. They make premium quality bags that are built to last. They include removable organizers to keep your gear where it should be. You don't have gloves uh, in your skates, things where they shouldn't be. It keeps everything dry with waterproof materials and giant vents. So you don't have to worry about that thing stinking up your car, truck, your garage. I would say my favorite feature but I don't currently own one. But I know Jason's favorite feature is the built-in foot mat that keeps his feet dry in those wet Richardson Star Center locker rooms. Whoa, direct hit. Boom. <laughs> they come in three different sizes and now four different colors. We did a giveaway of the Mighty Ducks D3 colorway, the green, purple, and yellow colors. Mm-hmm. That thing is sick. 
Congrats to whoever won it. I don't quite remember, but I know we Double did give D. it to somebody. My buddy Double D, old David Denton. I got to get him that bag. Got to get him that bag. He's a day one supporter. He is a day one supporter. And like Double D, they have lots of options. Um, <laughs> I, let me let me go ahead. And no, no, no. Again. I like that. I think he'll like that. He'll like that. <laughs> He's a salesman. That's That's Double, what he goes with. Yeah, Double D got the fourth newest option. And you're guaranteed to find one that you love in the right size and the right color. And we'll hook you up. You can get 10% off using code WADHockey10. That's ConwayandBanks.com. And get your gear to the rink in style. style, style. I'm going to give myself one of those for the end of that read. No, you did great. You did great. <laughs> We're skeleton crew. We're working light tonight. That being said, before I jump into mine, make sure to head over to SauceToss.com as well. Use code WADASAUCE to get 10% off your Sauce Toss just ensemble, I guess you could say. Uh, it's literally Bags for Beauties. That's their hashtag. Bags hashtag Bags for Beauties. It's cooling off. Ding. It's cooling off a little bit here in Texas, finally. And by that, I mean it was like 75 with 99% humidity for the last couple of days. But... Uh, yeah, things are sticking together, and it's uh, it's yuck. But that being said, SauceToss.com makes everything better. So head over there, water sauce, ten percent off. Bada boom. Uh, Perfect, man. It's been it's been a, it's been a wild couple weeks. Uh, started a uh, a new gig. I won't go into too many details because it's one of those kind of gigs where if I tell people what I'm doing, they're gonna be like, "Well, hey, can you help me out here? Can you do this here? Can you get me this thing here?" And uh, just for the sake of my own sanity, I'm, I'm keeping it to uh, myself and, and a very small group of people. Um, if you if you do know what I'm doing, welcome to that small group of people. But I do want to uh, I want to take a second to just thank the Allen Americans for legitimately rolling out the red carpet a couple of weekends back when they had their home opening series here at the Credit Union of Texas Events Center, uh, not North Texas, but. They legitimately <laughs> rolled out the red corp, the red carpet for us. Uh, we had uh, thanks to uh, Patty's mom and and uh, uniquely gifted Texas because we haven't talked about her shop in a while for whipping us up the beginning of a fantastic table cover cloth uh, with the Wada Hockey logo and soon uh, to have the Wada Hockey podcast phrase on it. Uh, we had our own table set up. We did a live recording on opening night for the home opener for the Out Americans. They won the game. I don't want to say that we were the good luck charm, but it was a phenomenal game. Won in overtime. Uh, got to see some fantastic people interact with a lot of the uh, front office there. They just they do a fantastic job. Uh, Elizabeth is a fantastic host. She's doing a phenomenal job with that organization, marketing wise, social media wise. Um, if you guys have been following the Allen Americans, uh, their social media has gotten a gigantic upgrade in the last couple of seasons. And, you know, obviously there are a lot of people that work on that, but she kind of heads that department. So, you know, you know, uh, snaps, snaps to Elizabeth for, for helping us out. It was a huge success. The live recording was a little, little manic, but, uh, Kakoa, uh, Gabriel, he's got like 16 names, but the dude is amazing. He jumped on the podcast while you went to grab some beers that have gone up by $3. They were $2 last season uh, before puck drop, and now they are $5. Insanity. Unreal. I've never been so disappointed. But you know what? That did not ruin a fantastic night or a fantastic weekend. Also want to thank Johnny Mydra. Uh, Tommy Daniels, and even CW33. Uh, I got 
you know, I was on the fence about going to the game on Sunday because I had been, uh, you know, Friday and Saturday and, or I'm sorry, it was just a Saturday, Sunday, my apologies. So I, you know, we had gone to the game on Saturday, you know, we were riding high. We had a great time. It was a great Americans overtime win. And then you lead into Sunday and, you know, it's just, you're exhausted from the week that was and, and that night. And, you know, it, and they had a day game, which I'm not the biggest fan of day games, regardless of the, the, uh, you know, regardless of the organization, it could be the Dallas stars. It could be the junior stars. It could be the Allen Americans. I don't care for day games. I think they're boring. I, I don't feel like the intensity is there. I feel like a lot of people are like, well, what do you want to do for dinner after this? And are already thinking about yeah. what's next. But that being said, I was on the fence. And then uh, Shannon, uh, who is at a concert tonight uh, the, of the musical type, uh, was like, you need to go. We're going to go. I'm going. You're going. And then I get a call from uh, good old Tommy Daniels, the play-by-play announcer for the Allen Americans saying, hey, uh, hey, man, I just wanted to <laughs> see, are you actually, he started off with the phone call with, are you here? And I was sitting on my couch about to leave. And I said, nope, but I'm on my way. And he goes, okay, great. You're going to be the first intermission interview that we do for the CW33 live broadcast. And I went, thank God I got a haircut two days ago because I went from geek to chic, baby. I looked terrible. Uh, But thankfully, uh, Floyd's 99, which if you are not uh, familiar it is a chain barber shop esque type of place, and it's great. They they shaped me up well. Uh, they gave me a sick fade. I, I looked fantastic, I must say. They threw me on TV, uh, but I didn't have a polo with me, so I bought an All Americans polo there at the rink, and I made it there in style. And uh, it it went well. I, I think the first interview went really well. But uh, that being said, I want to lead into our next thing which is huge oh oh before you do that okay can i can i pump uniquely gifted texas's tires real quick yeah i feel like i'd be doing my mom a disservice yeah i mean she is the podcast mom she still is i mean we've been we've been at this for over two years now and she's still the podcast mom so pump the tires so i just want to say uh she does a lot of stuff for us but this time of year is when she really does the stuff that she has a lot of fun doing. And it's all like personalized anything, really. Um, she actually made us recently. She took one of our wedding photos and printed it on like a canvas and gave us like a probably 30 by 15, like actual looks like somebody painted oh, that's on cool. a canvas. But it's one of our wedding photos. So if you're looking for p- more personal gifts rather than just something you go to Macy's or, you know, fucking, I don't know, Irvins. Zoomies or whatever, <laughs> um, she can do pretty much anything that you can think of. So at Uniquely Gifted Texas on Instagram, um, she has a lot of fun doing that and her prices are very reasonable considering the quality. So check it out. Look at some of the stuff that she's made. Ask her, reach out to her. She can, she's a wizard with, she can do it all. Yeah, really. She's a wizard with this giant printer thing she has. It's insane. You should have seen the size of that water hockey logo when it came out of the printer. I I mean, it it looks great. It looks awesome. By 22 on one solid sheet. It was crazy. Crystal clear, super sharp. 
It looks great. It makes us look like we actually know what we're doing. <laughs> uh, when people walk up to us and, and they're like, what are you? And we're like, we're a podcast. And they're like, oh, Whataburger. Yeah, we're check like, the yeah, logo, dog. Yeah, check the logo, dog. But uh, I want to I want to say thank you uh, to your mom for everything that she's done for us because she's been she's been here since day one. She's been pumping out some awesome stuff for us. Um, we do have a full fledged shop, and that's not to take away from her. So we will likely be getting cool stuff from her throughout this journey, however long it goes, years and years and decades and so on and so forth. But we have partnered with a company called X Jerseys, and they are a Texas based company which made me very happy because we are a Texas-based podcast and we officially have the Jersey shop open for another week and a half or so. So the link is in our Instagram bio. It is the link in our Instagram bio. Uh, We're still working on a website and we'll probably link it to that. But I mean, this place is awesome because now you guys don't have to pre-order t-shirts. We have polos, we have backpacks, we have all kinds, we have flip-flops, we have slides, we have beanies, we have slides, we have phone cases, uh, all, all kinds of goodies and treats just in time for Christmas. I know a couple of the French fries have already bought their jerseys. So thank you for that. We have two nice. options now. We have the official French fry Dallas stars collab style Jersey with the orange, white, and black. And then we have kind of a, uh, our own version of a water hockey reverse retro green, white, and black, uh, to honor our Dallas stars. So check that out. That Jersey is very interesting. Yes, I went a little crazy with the design on it and they were able to match it. Uh, And then I'm most excited because we will have stitched and sublimated options on these jerseys. So head over to the link in our Instagram and check it out. Um, I'm super excited to partner with them. It's going to make us getting merchandise to all the the listeners and French fries so easy instead of having to be like, hey, sorry, we're going to do a pre-order sometime in the fall or winter. We can say, hey, head over to our shop check it out. They'll have these things shipped out to you in a couple of days, a couple of weeks. So check it out. Links on the uh, Instagram and it's on the original Jersey post on our Facebook as well and on Twitter. Uh, And then one last thing before we jump into all of the hockeys, Uh, hockey season is officially here, which means winter is right around the corner. And here in Texas, we don't like winter. I love winter, but most Texans do not like the cold. So Make sure to get your heaters checked before it's too late by calling our friends over at GAC Service Co. 972-278-6739. They will handle all of your HVAC needs here in North Texas. GAC Service Co. has been servicing the community here in North Texas for well over 30 years, so you will absolutely be in the best hands, unlike the stars were when Rick Bonus was the head coach. Again, that number is 972-278-6739. And make sure to let them know that he, being me, and us at Wada Hockey sent you. uh, Because they will know that we are doing a good service for them, and they will do a good service for you. So, that being said, yeah, we're here. The Pow Pow Gang is here. (laughs) That being said, we are are here. 20 minutes into this podcast, you guys have survived. We're going to talk Stars Hockey right now. We will get to the Americans probably next week. We're working on some guests from the Allen Americans and from uh, from parts unknown to join the podcast in coming weeks. So we will definitely be pumping out more interviews, uh, more special episodes. Let's let's forget that the Winnipeg Jets are up on the Dallas Stars right now. Let's just forget about that. Remind reminding everyone that we record on Tuesday, release on Thursdays because Patrick's make Patrick makes this thing just sound extra crispy for all you guys and gals. So that being said, 
leading into this, the Stars have been on fire. I mean, they went into Edmonton and they tipped over the oil can and spilled the oil everywhere and spoiled that little prick Connor McDavid's party. Dude. Uh, just embarrassed Campbell and goal. Connor McDavid minus two, one assist, no goals. That's what? about as good as you can ask for. I mean, he might be washed. <laughs> I know we had a goal tonight, but he might be washed. <laughs> No, the Stars look fantastic. Jason Robertson, star of the week for the NHL. I don't know if you saw the video that the Stars posted. It was, dare I say, one of the most adorable videos of all time because it they put him by a door that said number one star, and he goes, Dallas Star, Dallas Star. I am a Dallas Star. Team first, (laughs) Dallas Stars. And then he walks off and he goes, play Pandera. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the gal behind the camera goes, it's Pantera. He goes, oh yeah, play Pantera. And it was just, <laughs> God, we are so lucky to have the players that we do. And honorable mention, one Jamison Ben, he's woken up. Don't get this team riled up. Don't get them started. Don't let Jamie Ben get hot. Tyler Sagan come back to form. And then, oh yeah, the Avengers line is absolutely fluid right now, per use. Rupe Hintz does not need the long hair. He got the Thor haircut, and guess what? He still has his powers. He's lights out. Jason Robertson, as of tonight, we will mention this, six consecutive games with a goal. Joe Pavelski, yep. hat trick over the last couple weeks. Uh, I mean, and then that's not even to mention Dennis Garyanov got a goal this past weekend. Jamie Ben got a hat trick this past weekend. Yoel Kiviranta is scoring goals. And if you guys have been listening to this podcast for well over a year, you will know that I was ready to cut all ties with that guy. You've been very hard on JFK. God love him. It's the bonus system that absolutely wrecked him. I hope he continues to do well. I will say before you get into the stats, because Patty, I know you have got numbers on numbers ready for us. The one man, the one man that has still disappointed me to this day, and I think I speak for most Dallas Stars fans, Roddick Foxo, where did you go? Where did you go? He has completely disappeared. Is he still goalless? He is still goalless. I don't know how many apples he's got, but I mean, you just revert back to that epic goal that he had probably three, four seasons ago now, maybe even longer, where mm. it was just effort out the wazoo, where he basically like 50-50 grinded the boards with his buttocks, jumped off the boards around a defender and took it in and scored and went ballistic. And I just don't know what to do with him. I mean, it's to a point yeah. now where he doesn't have value to another team for them to take him and take on his contract. It's not a big contract, but why would you want him? He's not producing. I mean, when, when the cap is as small as it is relative to, you know, other sports and their ridiculous caps. Yeah. $4 million with a $3.25 million cap hit for one point in 12 games. I, okay. So I, I, I misspoke then. I thought his was like a two or three. That's outlandish. Yeah, $4 million, 3.25 on the cap. 
That, that is, is outlandish. That, you can find players for $3 million that will score a lot more than zero. Yeah. Or make a difference. Or make a difference. Much yeah. like, and you know, I, I, yes, the stars are losing tonight and it's not looking great for them. But one of the highlights from the game was the tilt between Brendan Dillon, ex Dallas star now prick and Ty Delandria. And there is a, very noticeable size difference. And Ty Delandria stood up with him and said, I will take no harsh words from you, Mr. Dillon. He looked like a rabid little Wolverine. Honestly, he I was, was impressed that he even stayed up because he, yeah. he ate quite a few punches, gave some too. I, yeah, I he did. He definitely lost the fight, but, but he won the war. Probably not. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. He did not go down, which. Honestly, props to the refs also for letting it they go let him on. go. Dylan had him pinned up against the class for a second there, and the refs didn't intervene, which, you know, we like to shit on the refs pretty often. But uh, yep. props to them for letting them duke it out and have at it. it thank good fight. God. It was a old, good old-fashioned tilt. So, yeah, yeah, thank you. Thank you, referees, for doing your job and staying out of it. Give credit where credit is due. Yeah, we'll, we'll give you this one. That's one this season. Yeah. There's been a lot of uh, a lot of kings on the record there. Yeah. Oh yeah, long way to go to get back to the top. But man, stars uh, the last couple games have been not too bad in the box, not taking too many penalty minutes, which is nice to see. I thought that if the refs were not calling all this ticky tack bullshit, that our penalty minutes would kind of normalize, and it looks like that's slowly becoming the case, which is nice to see. Yes, I completely agree. They were getting called for some Charmin Ultra Mega Boost Soft shit. And yes. I was getting very upset about it. But it's nice to see that uh, that trend seems to have reversed at least a little bit. Now, whether that continues, TBD. But for now, take what we can get. Yes. So give us give us some stats because I know you you did some research on this and you have you have come out the other side a different man. This painted an interesting picture that I did not quite expect. I know we've been better tonight aside as it stands now, 4-1 with 948 remaining. Um, only 19 shots, which is not ideal. Not ideal at all. Uh, I think this is just a bonus revenge game from not being able to be there in Dallas and losing and now he's at home, which I'm glad he is not adversely affected from having COVID. But uh, yeah. I have it on good authority. Oh, that he did not, in fact, have COVID. And interesting. Now, I obviously will not be giving any any style of source away to. But there, and I will say, people are like, the sources are unknown, blah, blah, blah. No, I can tell you that this this person does does have the wherewithal. They know about what's going on behind the scenes and they have a way about it, uh, for one reason or another. But I have it on good authority that it was well spoken about in the locker room or in the front office that Bonus did not have COVID when Winnipeg came down here, but he was legitimately. Not afraid, but maybe even a little cowardice to come back to Dallas because he knew 
listen, the reception would not have been friendly. I was ready to boo him. I was at that game when the Stars beat Winnipeg in Dallas, and I I wanted to express my displeasure with the lack of offensive creation that he coached and preached to this team. And we've spoken about it before. A few players have come out and not directly said the system that we had wasn't wasn't right for us, but they've said this, you know, things like the system that we had did not allow for us to produce the way that we as a team thought we could produce. No room for creativity. Zero room for creativity, even down to Jake Ottinger, who said something about it. So, I mean, the guy is your goaltender, has nothing to do with your offense almost whatsoever. (laughs) When when he's not happy about it, that's when you know some shit is not great. And we we harped on it the entire year. Exactly. Well, the offense will figure itself out. Well, and it, it, it I mean, no, we got didn't. to the playoffs. We, we, and on the back of Jake Ottinger almost made it to round two. Uh, but yeah, no, no, no. And really, was never the answer. If we had made it to round two, which I believe would have been against Colorado next, mm-hmm. we that would have been a rough one. We would have been swept at best for one. Yeah, yeah. We would I agree. have been just shit on. Because I agree. that team scores at will. Mm-hmm. At least they did last year. This year is a little different. Yeah, very interesting twist for them. But I wanted to understand or at least get an idea of what we're seeing from 12 games, small sample size, mm-hmm. of course. Although it is one seventh. The uh, I don't know what the percentages. Yeah, one seventh ish of the season. Um, so not an impossible sample size. It's not. It's not meaningless. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna try and break this down into a way that it's not just reading off stats. So I will. I've broken this down into three primary sections. We'll start with defense because that was bonus's whole thing. Mm-hmm. We have to play good defense. And apparently it wins championships. Uh, apparently. At least in football. However, through 12 games, 2021, goals allowed average per game, 3.25. Not the greatest. Not a very good defensive-minded team if you're giving up three goals a game. A little over three goals. 2022. Pete DeBoer runs a highly offensive system. We don't know how the how the defense is going to suffer. Valid concern. 2.25 goals allowed against through 12 games. Now that number is going to go up after yep. tonight, of course. Yep. But that is a noticeable difference. A whole goal less. And some of that resides in Otter, uh, of course, and also with Wedgwood with the shutout. Wait, he didn't have a shutout, did he? No, that was Otter's shutout. Yeah, that was Otter's shutout. Which, by the way, let's 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 give Wedgwood a little bit of credit where credit is due. Coming into Tuesday night's game against the Winnipeg Jets, which yuck, Wedgwood was three and zero in the last yeah. three games that he played. Now, granted, I'll hear people say, "Well, one of those games was against a a university team in the Arizona Coyotes." Whatever. That's fine. We also Still put a touchdown to up against them. Yeah. And that's the thing, though. That's the thing about this team that I think a lot of people have forgotten because we are cruising in an altitude that we are unfamiliar with is that 
this Dallas Stars team, to me personally, and I think I resonate with some fans on this, was a team in the last couple of years that would win games that they were not supposed to win and lose games that they were supposed to blow their opponents out in. Classic playing down to your opponent. Exactly. And thank God they went into Arizona and that rinky-dink arena. It looks awesome. I heard the atmosphere. I actually have a friend that drove 17 hours there to watch the game and drove 17 hours back on way too many five-hour energies. And if he listens to this, he knows who he is. You shouldn't do that, no matter what stature you are. It doesn't equate. But they went in there and they asserted dominance early. I mean, it was a late game for us here in Central Standard Time. And I, I watched the first period and I said, I can go to sleep peacefully knowing that the Stars have this in the bag as they put up four goals in the first period. That's what you want to see from a type team that's going to go in and just absolutely ransack the opposing goalie. So that's something like not a stat that I notice is this team is beating teams that they're supposed to beat and also beating teams that they probably made have a little bit of tough time with. And the fact that we are down to Winnipeg right now, you know what? That's fine. We also beat them at home. And I know that the stars can beat Winnipeg when they're on their a game. Um, Let us not forget, Jake Ottinger is not playing tonight. He is still hurt. We don't know when he's coming back. I would assume it would be early next week. And Wedgwood, that is why you signed him. And God bless Anton Hudobin. I don't know. And I think he's doing well in the AHL. He's also the AHL's highest player by far. Highest Uh, player. Yeah, that that was a hiccup by Jim Neal. He may be Uh, the highest player there, but that's... Pure speculation. We don't know. Sorry, I'm also a little tired. I am not high. (laughs) Uh, But he is the highest paid player (laughs) in the AHL. So, uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know what that situation is. It's a shame how his story has kind of crumbled down to him being in the AHL, uh, Dobby. But, you know, we got Wedgie, and Wedgie has served his purpose, and I think he's done a phenomenal job for as little as we're paying him to be here. Um, that being said, congrats to Matt Murray for getting signed, even if it's more of an e-bug type situation where it's like, like essentially, hey, yeah, yeah, but Wedgwood is holding his own and he's seeing some really good teams and teams like the Edmonton Oilers and the Winnipeg Jets. And I think that only better prepares him for the rest of the season when Ottinger comes back, because you're going to need Wedgwood to play at least one out of five or six games. Um, you know, it's just facts. It Yes. Water, and I think something that I heard from the source again, who you guys can shit on me all you want, but it, it's an actual source that has connections with the front office that has said, you know what, they are taking this very, very heavily because look at Ben Bishop. It, it is believed that Ottinger had a little bit of a knee tweak, and obviously with the way that Ben Bishop's career ended, which I think he still had playing time left in him if his legs were healthy, Uh, Unfortunately, he was quite injury prone, but Ben Bishop had a degenerative knee period, both of them. So they're not taking it lightly. That's why I think they haven't pushed him or rushed him back uh, by any means. You know, kind of perfect timing early in the season. You're doing well. You know, your team can put up goals. But anyway, more stats from Patty. Yeah, it's it's definitely better to err on the side of caution with the guy that you just gave. What, five million dollars a year? 
I think, yeah, roughly. I don't remember his contract off the top of my head, but essentially you want him to be your goaltender until his career is older is, is over. Yes. So, so defense improved somehow, which we can probably credit bones for that one because they know how to play defense. They needed the opposite to figure out how to play offense. So let's get into pure offense. This is even strength and power play combined. I do have power play broken down and I have PK broken down as well. So 2021 goals four through 12 games. Our record was four, six, and two. We had 355 shots and 27 goals. They said 26 on the broadcast earlier. So I may be off. My math might have been wrong, but either way, 25, 26, 27. Not too shabby. Not too shabby. On, but that on is, your on your part, I'm sorry. Oh, on your part, you. not too thank shabby. You. That is good for 2.25 goals for per game on 7.6 shooting percentage. Yuck! That's not, not good. good. That is shabby. That is not what you want to see from an NHL team. Now let's get to the positives. Pete DeBoer, we're, we're having brought fun. In, brought in for offense. Outside of tonight, we have been having fun through twelve games, eight three and one, soon to be eight four and one. Unfortunately, Man. we have forty six goals total for a goals for average of three point eight three per game. Now, 3.83 is much higher than 2.25. That's simple math. It is 70% higher. It's a 70% increase from 2021 over the same amount of uh, same amount of games. That is a massive, massive improvement. And that's exactly what Pete was brought in for. Yep. Play a, a high-flying, fast-paced, creative, offensive-minded game and we are seeing that in bunches so we have almost double the goals 46 to 27 26 whatever how many shots do you think we've taken so far just a guess and, and okay so remind me games. last remind me what what we were at last season 355 i'm gonna go with 500 <laughs> Hyper aggressive estimate. <laughs> no, it is not five hundred. Okay, it's not even four hundred. Really? Okay. We are at three hundred and seventy-two shots. That's just shots on net. That doesn't include blocks and misses right. and hitting the post. So we have a four and a half percent increase in total shots that make it to the net, and a seventy percent increase in goals. Damn. As my as my good friend Nick Zanakis once said, damn. So not only are they shooting at about the same clip, they are scoring much more. Our shooting percentage is up to 12.4%, which is roughly 50% increase of from 7.6, Hi-ya. which is pretty damn good. But it shows that they are being more creative with the chances that they're creating. And they're actually finishing those chances. I think Fox is the only person that hasn't scored now. Uh, there's, It's four people that haven't scored now. It's Foxa and 
three others that I don't have off the top of my head. Maybe I can find that real quick. I feel that. like at least one of them is is Essa Lindell, which you're not we, expecting him. Yeah, he is a defenseman and not one that's super highly regarded as an offensive defenseman a la John Klingberg. Uh, Niles Lundqvist has not scored, but he's got four apples and he's firmly implemented himself as one of the one of the top defensemen on this team. Um, sorry, I have it pulled up now. Uh, Joel Hanley, friend of the show, huge. I mean, he's only played a couple games. Yeah, I, sorry, Joel, I don't, I don't count you. This is no. right. I'm, I'm considering regular playing time players. And then uh, everybody's favorite defenseman, Ryan Jesus. Suter. But you know what? The fact that here's the thing about Ryan Suter and this team that impresses me is we're not seeing many people say. How like damn it, Suter? The Suter slander has gone down exponentially because I think he's understood where he is on this team, and he understands what a unique opportunity he has with this team right now. Because this team, by all intents and purposes, is firing on all cylinders. Yes, the, the only real hiccup this team has seen is an injury to your your star goaltender. And I got to say with a 6 to 2 win over Edmonton and I think it was a 7 to 2 win over Arizona, you might be looking at uh the same result but with one or no goals from the opposing team. Mm-hmm. Specifically Arizona. Yeah. So if if we're not talking about Ryan Suter Ryan Suter's doing good. Yeah. And I and we need that. We need if Roddick Foxa is the Dallas star that falls on the sword for not living up to the hype or the the contract that he has, but everybody else is doing well, even Essel and Dell has a goal. But mm-hmm. as if everybody else is doing well, then this team is in a prime position literally right now at the top of the central standings in a very, very usually competitive uh, competitive division. We're in a great place. Yanni Hockenpah has two goals. One of which was an absolute bomb. I think it ruined Campbell's glove. I think it burned a hole through it. I think it was a knuckle puck. That was Colin Miller. uh, Oh, that was? Snap, yep. A hundred mile an hour shot. I only assume that because Yanni Hockenpah won the hardest shot contest mm-hmm. at the Dallas Star Skills Competition and then went on to score his first of the season on a slap shot from the blue line that I think I heard from one of the suites that we were in. Humble brag. <laughs> but Yeah, no, the the goal on, on Campbell was he didn't actually bust through his glove, uh, but he hit it hard enough that his wrist was not strong enough to stay solid and actually when he caught it his wrist snapped back and bounced out accordingly but when you're trying to catch a hundred mile an hour five and a half ounce piece of Mm -hmm. coagulated rubber frozen rubber yeah here's the here's a wild stat for you because now we're talking this is a very stat heavy podcast we're gonna make you all of the french fries people that are listening the smartest stars fan in your group we haven't done a super heavy stats in a while so here you go this one's for all the french fries out there last time we did a recording i think we talked about this team being uh solid on the plus minus as well 
as of right now, Tuesday night, November 8th, 2022, there is only one Dallas star that is minus, and it's only minus one. And yes, it is Ryan Suter, but that is extremely impressive for a team. Even with your, I mean, not even, but especially with your head, your, your, your guy, your goaltender out, you would think that they would suffer a little bit, but nay say I only one and it's a minus one. So I'll give him a bit of a pass on that, but the plus minus category is magnificent. It's insane. You've got four players in double digits, Jason Robertson, Rupe Hintz, Joe Pavelski, no surprise, Jamie Ben, Tyler Sagan. Hey, they're back. And then Mason Marchment, Miro Heiskanen at eight points, Wyatt Johnson at five, which, by the way, stellar. We all wanted Logan Stankoven. That's that, that was our guy. We had him on the show. Great interview. Interacted with us. Super great individual on and off the ice. We thought he, there's no way he's getting outward. Boy, he is he hasn't slowed down either. Go look at his stats where he's at. He is absolutely lighting it up. He'll be there next year, I bet. He, he has to be. By has to be. But right under Mason Marchment and Miro Heiskinen, Wyatt Johnston. And he's played all the games. Four and one, four goals, one assist for five points. I mean, the kid is the kid is the real deal. He's played very well. He's shown poise. He hasn't been he hasn't shown any kind of uh fear uh, on the ice whatsoever. I think he got the yips no. out. He was he was good to get that goal in the first game of the season because I think yeah. that took that monkey off his back and he was able to go, "I'm here now. I'm not scared. I'm in the NHL. Watch me work. I can do this." Yeah. Yeah. And he has done it, and he has done it very well. So the fact that he is up there in points uh, over guys like Yoel Kibiranta, Dennis Garyanov, wake up, buddy, we need you. Um, you know, in there, and tied uh, with Ty Delandria, who has solidified himself in this in this organization um, as the next maybe Jamie Ben Junior protege. Um, he kind of gives me Brendan Morrow vibes a little bit as well. I think he's one of those guys where uh, he's only going to continue to get better. But this team is in a position right now to extend their lead in the Central Division uh, with the next games coming up and so on and so forth to where not that they have to so so much cruise uh, into the playoffs, but I mean... Looking at the standings right now in the central, Winnipeg is our only threat right now. And they'll, they will basically after tonight. Yeah. But I mean, Colorado is suffering. <coughs> oh, I didn't hit the mute button when I was supposed to. <laughs> Chicago, Minnesota has completely fallen apart. Chicago oh, no. is in fourth place right now, which is mind blowing considering that they were trying to tank for Bedard. Uh, and then <laughs> Nashville is trash. Thank goodness. Four and six and two in their last how uh, 12. Uh, and you want to know who is at the bottom of the central right now. And this brings me and will bring you oh, so much joy. No, you it's the old St. Louis blues. 
they they've got the blues. Jordan Bennington is the biggest prick on earth. Getting up to his usual bit shenanigans when they're losing. Yeah. Hey, he looks very nervous. I'll never ever forget that, and I hope nobody else will either. He is the biggest piece of trash on the ice on any given night. But yeah, so the Blues Fuck are at the bottom. Guy. But yeah, the Stars are are one of the top five teams in the NHL. Uh, this this is going to be a tough loss. But I mean, again, with Jake Ottinger and Net, I think they win this game. Uh, you know, Jason Robertson, shout out to him for getting his six straight and six games. So, you know, things are happening. Things are continuing to get better and they will only continue to get better. I do not see this team slowing down. I don't want to speak too soon. And I know we're, we're going to wrap this one up here pretty soon. I, I do have some power play stats for you also. All right. One more thing I want to say before we wrap it up with some power play stats. Does this team buy at the trade deadline? Do they do they do they work some magic? Because right now you've got a team that I think that could easily go into the playoffs, you know, come come that time of next year and do some damage, you know, considering where they're at now and, and hoping that they continue to do well. Does Jim Neal make any calls? Because we may not have a lot of well, we do have a lot of prospects. We may not have a lot of cap space, so we would have to offload a la Roddick Foxa. Uh, but we do Dryas, still have a, a move clause, doesn't he? He probably does, honestly. God, knowing this team, Jesus, Jim Nill. That's my clause. that's one of my biggest complaints about him. He yeah, so you know with what? Cakes. He does, especially when you're 35 or older. Uh, but you know, do does Jim Neal find a way to buy at the trade deadline and bring one more person on this team? So. I leave that to the French fries to answer, but Patty, the stats have been phenomenal today. So before we wrap it up, kill me with some power. See what I did there? Kill me like penalty kill. <laughs> kill me with some penalty stats here and power play stats. And uh, I think this will be the most surprising to folks that are listening far and wide and in Finland. We love you. Yeah. I expected the power play to be much, much better. Really? And, uh, because of the eye test. Okay. They have the chances that they create look much better. They have free flowing motion. They compress down towards the goal when they're able to get set up. And we've run into some issues on teams that have a solid blue line presence and we have trouble entering the zone. But for the most part, they really try to actually enter the zone with the puck, which I said that all last year. It's a lot easier to score when you have control of the puck the whole time. These are facts. These are stone-cold facts. Neither here nor there. But anyways, through 12 games, we have 12 power play goals for a 29% conversion rate, which is not bad. No. That's pretty good. Through 12 games last year, they had 9 power play goals for a 29% conversion rate, which I Hmm. did not expect to see. I think there's room for improvement, actually, in our power play. We didn't score one tonight. Actually, I don't know that we even went on the power play tonight at all. Uh, maybe twice. I don't think we did. Well, when when we jumped on to record, we had not we had not gone on the power play. It went zero for one tonight. Okay. Okay. So yeah, mm. and uh, Winnipeg went one for one, which you hate to see. But anyways, so about even. And I think there's room for improvement with the puck movement, the compression. Just got to figure out 
entering, which when you didn't do it at all last year, naturally that's uh, a sticking point, and I think mm-hmm. they'll get better at it. On the flip side, the PK, that is the penalty kill, but you all know that. There you go. 10 goals against in 2021 in 40 opportunities for a 75% kill rate, which is not going to get you very far. If one out of every four chances ends in a goal and you can only score 2.25 per game, you are in trouble. And we saw that a lot. Yes, we did. In 2021 so far, not including tonight, an 84.6% kill rate plus two shorthanded goals. Yes, and momentum shifting shorthanded goals, I might add. Yes, and that is a 9.6 percentage point increase. But where it really stands out is we have eight total power play goals against in 52 opportunities for the opponents. Hmm. So 30% more opportunities and two fewer goals plus the shorties. That is a massive improvement on defense, and I don't know that they get that without the defensive background, but it's nice to see. Now, do with that information what you will. That Whether that's sustainable, we'll see. You like to think it is, you know, 1%, 15% they score. Uh, I'll take those chances. It's better than one out of four. Absolutely. But if they can continue to kill at that rate, and generate offensive opportunities on the other end while they're shorthanded, PK, I'm pretty comfortable with it. Power play, we'll figure it out. But overall, we're seeing market improvement across the board in ways that I really didn't expect to see, at least not as substantial as they are. One one more stat I want to throw at you because I'm, I'm now I'm, I'm stat hunting uh, that I think is very interesting to point out. Our goals okay. against... Currently, as of before the the game, goals against was at 27. There are only two other teams in the NHL that have allowed fewer goals or as few goals as we have, and that is the Vegas Golden Knights because for some reason they're doing well and I can't stand it, Uh, and the Winnipeg Jets because defense... Over everything. I, I hate Rick Bonus so much, but... On the flip side of things, I do think it's funny. The Anaheim Ducks have allowed 60 goals. <laughs> Good Lord. You think uh, you think Klingberg's a little upset with his agent about screwing him over until he ended up in Anaheim? I know Ooh. he hasn't done well. I know he's up to his old ways, as some would say, but <laughs> that's bad. That's bad. <sighs> Remember when it. we jokingly said that the Stars were going to trade for uh, trade for trade for Klingberg? That's wow. Imagine, imagine us needing offensive defensemen at a time like this. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah. So yeah, those are my stats that I prepared for today. That was a lot of fun looking those up, and uh, it gives us an interesting look at where we currently stand. Maybe I we'll agree. do. Maybe we'll do. Uh, you know, thirty and thirty retrospective. See where we've, where we've improved and where we've regressed. I'd like. I would like nothing more. Than a thirty for thirty or a thirty in thirty. Oh, how about that? 30. We could do a thirty for thirty. What if I told Good. you this old man made this defensive-heavy team turn into an offensive juggernaut? Hi, we're water hockey. This is thirty for thirty. Well, I want to thank everybody for for listening. I want to thank you, Patty, for taking the time to look up the stats. 
I've been a little run down lately, so I, I haven't had the the same uh, enthusiasm to get into it. But you uh, you have stepped up to the call, answered the bill, so to speak. So kudos to you, sir. Uh, uh, snaps all around Thank for, you. for me. Thank you. Um, I do apologize too if you guys heard any snoring throughout the episode at any point. My dog has been asleep this whole time, and she is far from entertained. Uh, but <laughs> On behalf, yeah, I think this was a very entertaining podcast. I think it was a very uh, information-heavy podcast, and people need the information. we got to give them the information. So um, Shannon and Jason, obviously, we, uh, we're excited to get them back on the show. So on behalf of – actually, Patrick, I'm going to let you start it because we got we got to do it right. So, I was just going to knock it out all in one go if you're cool with that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, please do. Yeah. Stay moist. Make good choices and never, ever stop being sassy. Stay sassy. Stay sassy. And don't for any reason whatsoever, even if your dog snores and pees in the apartment three times one day, forget your Kermit tattoos. 